0: My name is Girish Bally, your host for today for Back to Basics. We have another week of Back to Basics. I'm glad that you're here and I'm still here and the show is still going on. So guys, today we have a guest. His name is Christian D. Delaware, And I think we just tried to pronounce his name like a couple of minutes back. And it looks like it's a little hard to say, but we'll get to that basics on that. But he is an author of soulpower.com. Let's talk about that book, talk about his his.com and talk about his company and everything else. What he does. Very inspiring, by the way. So let's get Christian on my uh, show. Christian, how are you today? And thank you for coming on Back to Basics.
1: Thank you so much, George. I really um, appreciate the invitation to be on the
0: show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So before we get to the basics of everything, the first thing is, um, what does Back to Basic mean to you?
1: Well, cutting through the BS and getting getting to um, authenticity yeah. we live most of us live in, in very superficial um, state um, we're so easily distracted by so many distractions in life um, and so to me like the basis getting into realness into authenticity um, dropping the facades you know the ways that we want to be seen and present ourselves as and just getting to be who we are and cutting through the bs um dropping the the desire to to restore the need to be validated by anybody or anything and we just get to be who we are wherever we are
0: isn't it a shame that out of everything what we have gone through in our lives uh we tend to forget uh that there's so much chaos around the world and we tend to forget what's what's today and what's going to be tomorrow and what was yesterday we, I, I, think we tend to forget that, don't we?
1: Yeah. Um. And, and again, yeah. There's, it's, it's easy to forget. We, yeah. Not only do we spend eight to sometimes more hours a day uh, doing stuff that we probably wouldn't be doing if unless we had to generate income and pay for the bills. Yeah. Um. And then there's so many other distractions. We're overwhelmed with sensory information. Yeah. Um. And so it's understandable that part of us just wants to numb out and that we don't want to think and we just want to crash on the couch. Yeah. Uh, but then the risk of doing that is of living kind of an unexamined life mm. is that as we know, it goes by so fast. Yeah. And before we know it, you know, we wake up from the, on the couch and it's been 20 years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and so, yeah, know, the, the way that, you know, this book talks about living, which, which is a heroic way of living which requires that we go within and that we ask ourselves questions and ask ourselves why we do the things we do and that we analyze patterns of behavior Mm -hmm. it takes work Mm -hmm. but it is so worthwhile because the reward is freedom and we get to be who we are wherever we are
0: sure sure so before we get to the details of the book and what you do and all that so how do we pronounce your last name
1: delaware ta. in spanish the h is silent so i'm gonna state delaware mm-hmm. and throw a ta after it. delaware ta. so there
0: you go guys i'm not the only one who doesn't know how to pronounce his name but he came out with a rhythm and he said you know what <laughs> let's take a state and put his last name into that and and look at that it's as basic as that <laughs> yeah that's what the, the basic way of remembering yeah sure. absolutely thank you so much for that so tell me about soul power And what that whole website is all about and what your foundation is all about
1: well i've been doing um it's it's soulful power is the website Mm soulfulpower.com i've been doing retreats and workshops um coaching for the last 30 years Mm -hmm. um i use breathwork also as a as a healing modality woven into part of my retreats Mm -hmm. um since covid um i've launched virtual only um, coaching programs you know, I'll go back to doing retreats whenever we can I've got some scheduled for the end of the year hopefully we'll be able to do them uh, by then and I'm actually grateful for the experience I and mean, without minimizing the, the, the tragedy and, and all of the, you know, the, the death and the illness and the economic impact of the pandemic for me it's been a blessing yeah. I went from flying 100,000 miles a, a year to nothing um, and so that mandatory global time allowed me to finish this book and it also allowed me to create this virtual um coaching program that, which i've known for years i needed to do if i was going to reach people uh, who may never come to a weekend retreat Well, yeah. covid allowed me to do that and create kind of forced my hand Yeah, um, i had to do it
0: so let's fast forward a little uh, of this book that you created so when did you started this book and what triggered you to start this book there must be something must have started it yeah that's a great question it's probably been brewing
1: in me the idea um, and i've been testing out concepts and retreats for you know probably 10 years Mm. and the idea actually came i was sitting in meditation Mm. um and for only the second time in my life well now it's happened three times but at this point it only happened twice where I actually heard audible words, like words that I could actually hear,
0: yeah.
1: not inside my head, um, and and the words were the soul of power, and I got up. It's like wow, that's was a really interesting concept. I got the URL URL the next day and forgot about it. Hmm. A couple of months later, I was um, I was in, interacting with a literary agent in New York that I was working with at the time, and I had submitted a book proposal on a different theme. Mm-hmm. And she goes to me, yeah, yeah, I like it. I want to work with you, and I want to see some of these marketing ideas in your marketing plan implemented before we pitch it to a publisher. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a book proposal, but it's kind of like a huge term paper, and implementing that marketing plan would have taken me a year. Sure. Um, so it's was like, putting on the brakes, because I was already spending the advance in my mind. And, and then I thought, okay, well, what, what am I going to do? Like, if, if this is not my next project, what, what is it? Mm. And for a couple of days, I was living in that question, and then it hit me. Like, you know, like one of those palm-to-the-forehead kind of moments. And, and I've been saying for years in my retreats that the single most important thing that needs to happen in the world is the empowerment of women. Because to that, we can connect all the, other, all the other issues that we face as a species. When, when women are in 50% of power in the world, we'll have a very different relationship to war and poverty and hunger and wealth distribution and social justice and how we treat the environment to all of it. And it's not to idealize women. It's not to put women up on a pedestal. It's not to give women more responsibility, more of a mess to clean up. It's because we've been running so off balance between the masculine and feminine energies in this in this in this world, mm. um, and then then it was like one of those moments where I thought the empowerment of women, the soul of power is like wow okay how do we do that how do we step into power in a different way that is not the more patriarchal hierarchical you know power over. Um, that, that's based on fear and force and domination and manipulation. Mm. Like, how do we step into power in a, in a different way that doesn't require that I push anybody down, step on them, mm. put my knee to their neck in order for me to feel powerful? Mm. So it's more like a power with rather than a power over approach.
0: Mm. So that's that's your aha moment when you started that uh, book, it looks like. And it took you that long to to publish it. And I guess thank well, obviously, COVID was a bad time, but I think it was more of a blessing for you to finish that book at that particular time, because you were traveling too much and too sessions going on, and didn't have the right time to finish. Uh, exactly. You know, for me, writing is work. I mean, I other people love
1: it. For me, it's 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 work for me, it's part of my, my job description. If I'm gonna fulfill my mission, it, it's a means to get my message out there. Yeah, um, It's not something that that I love, or that I look forward to doing. It's, it's. I haven't learned how to reframe it in a way yet that 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 is enjoyable for me. Yeah, um, and I'm good at it. I know that I'm good at it, but it's 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 not fun. effort. For me. So,
0: do do you think that are you a writer or you're a speaker? I'm more of a speaker. So then it must be tough of making this book, right? Because you know it, it's like taking a sticky pad or sticky note. And writing something versus writing a book is two different things, right? Yeah, yeah, and and, and I'm good with words. You know, I was, I was raised in
1: in a communist country. I was raised in Cuba my first ten years of life, mm. for which I'm really grateful for a couple of reasons. Um, I mean, for one thing, we we like I value so many of the freedoms that so many of us in this in this country, so many American citizens take for granted. Yeah. Because I was lived in, I lived in a totalitarian. Power over where the word, I mean, to, to even think about personal empowerment is ludicrous because the state owned you and, decide, and owns everything you do, yeah. uh, and tells you what to do. Um, but one of the blessings of that for me was that we had a TV, but there was nothing worth watching in terms of programs. Yeah. So we grew up reading, you know, and I developed this lifelong love affair with books. And we also grew up inventing our games and pastimes and playing outdoors. And for that, I'm really, really grateful um and so i'm good with words but and i'm a good writer like i know I, I know i am um like i have a way with words and and yet the actual process of writing is it's a very solitary job Yeah, a very solitary process
0: but, but there's a difference between speaking and writing so the reason why i say that is because there might be some words or quotes that you are coming up with while you're speaking sometimes you tend to forget that you actually spoke that it's true well sometimes i tend sometimes i forget that i wrote
1: that it's like 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 i'm rereading something's like wow, that's good i forgot i said that
0: yeah um yeah i think when when i i think you need a recorder when you when you start uh remember these quotes or something like that i think that's the best way yeah i think you're right i think that's a really good strategy So, uh, awakening the the soul of power. How did that title came up, or how did that title? I mean, were there several other titles uh, besides this? I did play with other titles, but I kept going back to that meditation moment of of the soul of power.
1: Yeah, um and and even though it wasn't like I had a couple of publishing coaches tell me it's not. It's not a great title for a book because it's it's not clear. People don't understand what soul is. People don't understand what the soul power is. So I play with kind of more marketing acceptable uh, titles. But at the end of it, I just kept going back with back to you know that's the title that came to me in meditation. So I'm gonna I'm gonna honor that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I decided to go with it.
0: So is it still a, a stigma uh, around meditation that people they just sit around and just deep breathe is that as simple as that and as basic as that or is there something more than that what do you mean the the
1: explaining what power is
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: oh no no it's a lot more to it than that okay um it's here's here's the way that that here's how i think about it a lot of them i would say most of us have an ambivalent relationship to power mm-hmm. there's a part of us that wants it and there's and there's another part of us that's afraid of it and, and i think what we're afraid of is two things i think we're afraid that if we really step into all of who we are into all of our power that other people might might not like us and that we might re- get rejected and end up alone mm-hmm. i think we're also afraid of of power because we think that we might abuse it and it cost harm. And and no wonder, because any given day, all we have to do is turn on the news at any moment of the day and, and probably witness at least one abuse of power. Of course. Add to that that we've been conditioned to think that power is a bad thing. Like we've we've been told power corrupts. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. What they didn't tell us about that quote though from Lord Acton is that he was speaking specifically about political power, not personal power. Mm-hmm. Add to that mix the fact that we've been conditioned to, to make the emotions weakness. Somewhere along the way, we decided the emotions were weakness, yeah. especially as men. You know, we, we've been, we were told since, since a young age, little boys don't cry because somehow that will make us less of, of, of a man. It's like, how twisted is that? Yeah. Um, emotions, you know, what used to be spiritual teaching that everything is energy. Now we know from physics, from quantum physics, that it's true. Everything is energy. That means the body, even though it feels solid, is energy, is vibration. Same good. with the emotions. Yeah. We know from physics, energy cannot be destroyed. So, so energies aren't good. I mean, emotions aren't good. They're not bad. They're just energies. We we only get into trouble with them when we stuff them. Yeah. And so, when you put all that into the mix, what happens is that we end up getting our power away, you know, our our inherent personal power that nobody can give to us nobody can take away we are the only ones that can that can give it away and the sad part is that we give it away for lame reasons like we settle for less we say yes when inside we feel no We, we stuff ourselves into smaller little boxes and smaller little packages so that we won't rock the boat too much and we settle for an illusion of security Mm-hmm. for a false sense of, of acceptance and for morsels, for crumbs of pseudo love, because it's not even authentic love.
0: Mm. So I, and, I I, think I'm not going to say men in general. I'm going to say humans in general. We tend not to speak out much. I think we bottle in too much and that's where your, your blood pressure comes in and then your other health issues comes in. it's actually better to just let it go and, and, and let it be free. I mean, yes, we do lie a little, or I should say we do lie a lot, but I think it's it's going to be more harm than good, right? And and how to bu- make that negative into positive. And that's what I'm trying to do in this podcast of mine is to make awareness to a lot of people that negativity is negative, but how do you make negative into positive? And that's the real goal of this whole podcast and this whole journey that i'm trying to do here uh christian and i think you're doing it beautifully the way you're doing it and 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 spreading the word i think you're spreading the word of happiness according to me
1: exactly thank you and thank you for framing it that way yeah if we're going to talk back to basics like the emotions are basic they're just part of who we are as humans yeah think about a two-year-old, right? They have a tantrum, like a total meltdown. Two minutes later they're playing like if nothing happened. Yeah. Like that's because they have their emotions fully. They have this emotion and then two minutes later they're having another emotion. They don't they don't get stuck in the energy of the emotions. They allow those emotional energies to course through them freely. We get into trouble with them because we stuff them. We We don't allow ourselves to feel the emotions and and, you know, like I was saying before, they're just energies. Yeah. Just because we stuff them, like we don't allow ourselves to feel them, doesn't mean they go away. If yeah. we don't give them voice, yeah. they get stuck yeah. in, in, the, in the tissues of our body. And and what happens is that we stuff them and we stuff them and we stuff them. And after years and decades of doing that, we walk around with all these layers upon layers of repressed emotional crap. Yeah. And here we are, you know, having a trying to have a relationship in the present and all of it is getting filtered. Yeah. through a lifetime of suppressed emotions which we then start dumping on each other's laps so it's not good for our relationships, it's not good for our health because because that energy has to come out somewhere Right? energy cannot be destroyed this is like fundamental laws of physics, yeah. so when we stuff it and we stuff it and we stuff it either the next unfortunate person comes and they say to us the, the wrong thing in the wrong way and boom Volcanic eruption, inappropriate to that situation.
0: Right. And then we
1: cause harm to our relationships. Yeah, or right. the energy is going to come out one way or another. We suppress it. We suppress it. We stuff it. And it starts seeping out through bodily symptoms, yeah. heart attacks,
0: yeah.
1: ulcers, cancer. So it's not an effective strategy. We we we've better learn how to, how to feel our emotions and how to communicate them responsibly. Yeah. Right. It doesn't mean we're going to go around like two-year-olds throwing a tantrum irresponsibly. Absolutely. Of course. So, but we master our emotions, which actually learning how to feel and identify what we're feeling and learn how to communicate those emotions courageously, compassionately, and gracefully, meaning in a way that they can be heard, yeah. is nothing less than, than mastery-level stuff. It's like heroic stuff, the opposite of weakness.
0: Yeah, yeah. Guys, I I just want to, Christian, if you don't mind, I I just want to tell my listeners something here. When there's some negativity in there and when there's sadness, let's say if you lost someone in the family, it's always good to talk to someone. It's always good to let it out. If you don't let it out, you know what would happen. You will call your psychiatrist. You will call someone for help to help you out what the actual cause is. But why do we need to do all that if we can just... keep on talking to other people talk to them every day and make sure that change the negativity and the sadness to be happy to be positive and that's what it is christian right is is that right or did i say anything wrong no you said it you said it right the only thing that i want to clarify so they don't think we
1: we just can't turn it flip Uh, i'm going to switch and flip from sadness to happiness Right. we've got to learn we've got to feel the sadness it's yeah. not a bad thing yeah. it's just a different emotional energy but if we want to get back to happiness we've got to feel uh, give ourselves permission to feel the sadness and express it get it out let that energy flow through us and we can only get it out of our bodies by giving it expression yeah yeah. and then then we'll be fine we'll get we'll, You know, sometimes we stuff that emotion because we think that if we give voice to the sadness that it's, it's never going to stop yeah and there is an end to it. Yeah, you know, there is an end to it. If, if we spend a lifetime suppressing sadness, it's going to take a couple of sessions yeah. of, of, you know, where we create a safe container. And, and, and if that's the okay case for us, you might find somebody that you do it with a professional or just a good friend that you feel comfortable with hmm. and allow that stuff out. Yeah. And there is an end to it because what, what so many of us do is numb it out, right? In all the ways that we numb out or and to run away from our feelings yeah. and, our, and our experiences, right? We numb out with alcohol or drugs or, or sex or gaming or, or workaholism or uh, shop, you know, shopaholics. It's like those are all ways that we try to numb out and not feel. And when it's so much easier to just take, a little bit of time and feel it I mean you're gonna feel so much better
0: on the other, other side of it yeah it is a ripple effect of uh, if you don't let it out these things do come in play uh, and it's kind of tough to turn on and turn off it's it's very hard to do that so i think uh, you are correct on that so christian it took you 10 years to make this book <laughs> yeah so what's what's uh what's christian for the next five more years please don't say that you're going to make another book in 10 years <laughs> yeah and you know of course i wasn't working on the book for 10 years but on and off
1: yeah um and, you know, i was mostly doing a lot of retreats in a lot of different parts of the world and, and traveling here and there and doing other stuff and avoiding writing for sure and, and covid kind of forced my hand, it's just sure. like Sat me down, and then I said, "All right, all right, this is it. This is my window to finish this book." And so, this book is actually the first of three. It's a series of three. Mm. Um, The next one, I'm probably halfway done, Um, and it's it's on relationships. Mm. And and the series is about living heroically. What it means to live a heroic life in the twenty first century, where we may not have the horse hitched outside and the armors and the demons to slay, except the ones in our own heads. Mm Um, and so this one is like how does a hero step into power yeah. in a way that's not about hierarchy, control, fear, force, domination. How do we step into power and express our power yeah. in a way that is a match for who we are? Yeah. Then the second book is about relationships. Like how does a hero do relationships consciously? Yeah. Um, you know, we're approaching it not because we need anybody's validation, but just as an expression of who we are. Mm. And how do we remove obstacles to love? Now, the subconscious ways in which we sabotage our relationships sometimes even before we get going by attracting of course subconsciously attracting people who are not a match people who are not available Mm -hmm. who live on the other side of the country Mm -hmm. or are they're already with somebody else or they're just not there um, emotionally so subconsciously we ensure that it's not going to work out even before we, we get going with the relationship so what's going on with that so that's, those are kind of the themes that that mm-hmm. I'm going to dive into in this, in this next book. And then the third one's about um, purpose, like what are we really doing here at a soul level, at a mission level, and how do we identify and let like go of the ways in which we have been playing small.
0: Yeah, yeah. And Christian, uh, when, when you come up with your second and third book, please don't forget us to come back here again and, and show us your, your process of the second and the third book. Uh, Thank you so much, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah, d- definitely, uh, it would be my pleasure yeah, and my honor perfect. telling us your your second and your third book, that what you're trying to do, and and hopefully you'll come back to my show and and uh, you know give me the honor of uh, interviewing again on on this show. Thank you. I would love that, Thanks
1: so much for having me, and thanks so much for doing the work that you do. That that makes That's a nice. difference. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, well. so, Kristen, a- Any last words before you head out today and uh, away from Back to Basics?
1: Uh, you know, there's, there's a way that we can do this. There's a way that we can overcome whatever obstacles we've allowed to hold us back. My, my adolescence was one long depression with suicidal fantasies. These days, using the teachings that I share in this book, no matter what happens in my life, no matter the details, the circumstances, a relationship works out or it doesn't, a project succeeds or it fails, in quotes, um, I never, ever, ever, ever question my, my sense of self, my
0: sense of self-worth. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Christian, thank you again for all the time. I know that you're busy and you're still in the stand mode right now, but uh, I'm pretty sure you'll be flying out somewhere thousands of miles away. But but thank you for again for coming on my show. Thank you. Thank you. So guys, today we spoke with Christian today and we, we talked about the basics of soul power. His book, And what his journey is and what his journey is going to be for the next second and the third part that he's going to do. And hopefully he'll come to my uh, show and it will be my honor. And here's, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day. And the quote of the day is, The most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire. And that's the quote of the day. And guys, as usual, as always, remember... Everything in life goes back to basics and that's what we did today, guys. So every week we will give you good content, good guests, and obviously great host. As always, as usual, I'll see you next week. Thank you again, guys. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. Last time when we spoke on that, uh, I actually took a a notepad, a sticky pad, and I drew a puzzle and put on top of my monitor to remind me of what you have just explained just now. And I see that every time whenever I work uh, at my desk here. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much uh, for that. Well, I have to- understand, go ahead. No, I have to send you a piece of this puzzle. Oh, there you go, there you go. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. Uh, Now, regarding the the dice, I think you Mm -hmm. also explained about the dice. So explain that.
1: Well, now there's, uh, again, I'd have to go back